The following is a presentation of Cruise Addicts. Hey everybody, John Challer here, and so glad to have you here. Uh, today's the day we're going to be talking about Viking cruises. There's some news, and also we wanted to get your live questions and answers here. Uh, we're here to help you. I know people have questions out there, and this is a great time for everybody to get together. Uh, we've got expert Michael Consoli. He's the top global producer for Viking cruises for nine years in a row. Uh, also, he's one of the largest uh, luxury sellers of travel for cruise planners. Uh, he's a, got a franchise owner. Uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. So I want you to sit there and think. Think of a question that you you know, you know may have not asked your provider, uh, something that just might be on your mind. Now's the time to ask a question. I hope you have a drink there. I've got some really strong coffee here. So I hope that you're enjoying yourself this Sunday afternoon. We're coming to you from Georgia, both Michael and me. And let's get Michael to join us. And uh, once again, thank you all for being here. Hi, Michael. Happy Sunday to you. Hey, John. How are you? Great. Uh, so glad to have you. I know we didn't get a chance to talk that much before we got started live. Um, but uh, also on that note, I want everybody to check in. Let us know where you're coming from. Let us know if you have a Viking cruise scheduled. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, don't forget those questions uh, that you've got uh, pressing in your mind. We'd love to answer you. Uh, maybe some uh, give you some relief as far as some nagging question that you haven't had already answered. Uh, so, wow. So how has the world of cruising been going for you, Michael? I guess things have been quite busy. Yeah, very busy. I mean, you know, people, as we said for the past few months, people are ready to travel and, you know, the world is is open. Um, so most most of the world is open for us to travel to. And and uh, so September is probably one of our busier months. So um, we had a, a lot of people traveling in September and uh, that had very successful and enjoyable trips. And, you know, now we're wrapping up October, which is probably one of our um, also one of our highest traveled months. So. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you some of the air issues. I know you know earlier as things started to ramp back up with travel, people had problems with air. There was problems in, uh, I believe it was Germany and other big bottlenecks. Has a lot of that been alleviated now? Yeah, I mean, you know, the summertime last summer, I think we had a lot of issues because you know the airports were not properly staffed, the airlines didn't have the proper, you know. Uh, you know, baggage handlers, things like that. So it ended up where situations where people's luggage was lost and delayed and that kind of thing definitely has cleared up a lot. Um, you know, the, the airlines, I will say, are still working at consolidating their flights down from, you know, some, they're going to make sure their profits are, are there. In other words, they are taking flights and making sure those that are not full, they're consolidating them down. And so we do still see, you know, flights changing and flight cancellations things like that, but it's much less than it was um, right after, you know, people started to travel last year. And uh, yeah, definitely easier to deal with uh, less late night phone calls, helping people with their air issues. Well, I can imagine, I tell you, I really get to give the hands uh, to you for doing such a great job. I mean, people constantly rave about your uh, services on the group and I'm a client as well. See, I'm, you know, so uh, I know we really appreciate what you do and how well you do it. Um, and then on a different note, before we get too far into the questions and answers section of this, I want to touch on some amazing Viking news. Viking made history recently, and they were named the number one in rivers, oceans, and now expedition by the readers of Connie Nash Traveler. Uh, that's the first time any brand has ever done all three like that. And uh, what an amazing uh, accomplishment. So congratulations to Viking. Congratulations to you, Michael, as far as uh, being such a proponent of the brand and uh 
providing such great travel experiences to your customers. Yeah, I have to say this really is not a surprise to me at all because, um, you know, we sell every all cruise lines, all destinations, and it does not surprise me that Viking won in all three categories. Uh, many of um, the other travel agents that I encounter ask me how we became the number one seller of Viking in the world for them. And the reason we sell so much of it is because guests go, they love it, they have a great time, they come back and they want to do another. So the, the loyalty of the Viking guest is very strong, as many people know. Um, but it is, uh, it is not surprising to me because they, they, did a, they do a great job of maintaining their service levels on board the ship. And I think that makes all the difference in the world to people. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's just like a good restaurant. You know, you really want consistency too. You know, you don't want it to be just a that amazing vacation, just be a one-off, right? No. So that repeat, I know with all the cruise lines, repeat travelers is a big part of the business because it's less of a marketing budget. You have the same people coming back and of course, uh, filling their ships week after week around the world. Um, how much... Has that been a big thing for you as far as the repeat travelers because they're so happy after that first experience and maybe the second? Look, I'm also very lucky in the fact that we have such loyal guests. I mean, our clients are very loyal to us and also to the brands that they travel with. And so we get a lot of referral business. Um, you know, it, it's something that we've worked for uh, to happen organically. And I think that our guest um, is not only happy with our service, but also the lines that we put them on. And, you know, we work really hard to find the right fit for the guests. So we're not just selling them what we think they should go on. We sell them on what we know after working with them uh, is going to be the best fit. And that makes all the difference in the world to our clients. We make sure they come back to us as well as to the brands that we put them on. And, um, you know, we work hard to make sure they're satisfied and that they have an excellent experience from beginning to end. And so uh, we, we reap those benefits of, of the repeat client. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think you said it well, because, I mean, of course, I have people ask me about travel experiences and they'll say, well, what about this brand or should I take? They just don't sometimes they don't look at the full spectrum of what's out there. And the more you know about these products, the more you go, well, we have to you have to align yourself with a product that fits your expectations and needs. It's not just you should go on brand A because your neighbor did, right? It's a hundred percent. And I, you know what, it's, we talk about this all the time. I think that people love the first river cruise that they do, they do, or people love the first glacier that they see in Alaska. And everybody's always like, oh, you have to go to Hubbard Glacier. You have to go to College Fjord. And, you know, the truth is, is that many of those experiences with uh, glaciers are very much the same. So, but people always love their first experience. And so we get a lot of people that say, oh no, my friend says I should try this or that. Um, or, you know, we have people that shop on price and, you know, price is not always necessarily the best value. The lowest price is not always the best value. And so we help our clients find the best value for them. And John, you and I have talked about this many times. Value varies from guest to guest, right? Yeah. So you have some clients that they don't care if they have to take a train, a bus, a plane to get there. And as long as they're saving the maximum amount of money and some people see value in flying business class and having the most direct flight. The, the difference is yeah. it depends on the person. So we help the guests determine what the best value is for them and we fit them to the right product. Right. And that, I love how you say that and put it because it, it just makes sense to uh, so many different people in so many different ways. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on that note, too, I'm going to put Michael's contact information below. As he gets into the question and answers, people often say, well, how can I work with you? How can I ask you a follow up question? So I'm going to put his information down below. He'd love to have your business in the future, but there's no pressure here. Um, 
So I guess we'll get into it, Michael. We'll see if we get some questions here. Yeah. There's a lot of people watching. Thank you all for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. We really appreciate it. I know it's a beautiful day here, uh, and I imagine it is where you are, so we're happy you took the time to join us. And so, like, wow, let's see here. We've got so many questions and stuff. And I like that people were chatting before they even started, which was pretty neat. Um, it's best start in a minute. Okay, there was Marilyn Warder. Did I say that right? Wardner. I hope I'm saying it. I'm not messing this up. Um, she's going on the Viking Mediterranean cruise. Is it best to start in Venice or Greece, Michael? Hey, Marilyn, that is a great question. And I think that the answer really depends on uh, if you're going to spend additional time in Venice. Um, the, as you probably have already learned, uh, the ships can no longer da dock in downtown Venice or on the island of Venice, on Venice Island. So um, they are docking further away, an hour away, two hours away, depending on what line you're on or what date you're traveling. So it really is, my advice is really gonna depend on whether or not you're gonna spend additional time in Venice. If you are, then I would probably um, recommend to start in Venice so that you have that extra buffer. Um, and then that way, um, you know, everything is taken care of for you. So you don't have to worry about how you're gonna get an hour or two away to the, you know, to get to the ship on the day of embarkation. But yes, I definitely always recommend that our guests have a padding of an extra day or two before their cruise. So if you're looking to spend additional time in Venice, then I would recommend starting in Venice. If you're gonna do it on either, if you're gonna spend extra time in Athens, then either direction is fine. Great, thanks for that great answer. So, you know, I've heard this mentioned before, uh, Janie Pride is coming to us from, uh, Janie is coming to us from YouTube, and she asked, why is Viking suddenly decided to add more moderate shore excursions and take away some of the easy, I think they call them gentle walkers on our river cruise that I took, because I got put on it actually. Yeah, and then I, kind of, I kind of jumped off it because I wasn't that gentle a walker at the time. I kind of like jumped. You ever do that? You jump from one group to the other because the tour guide's really better. And <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad I know. But um, I, I don't know if you have any answers, any uh, anything that answer for this. I think that um, I I do think that some of the excursions have been modified to be more moderate. Um, I think that the cruise line has determined that some of these. Um, tours that involve a lot of walking or standing, they also need to note as being moderate so that the guest knows that there is a lot of walking or standing on the tour um, because I think people get on board the ship and they think that there's, they're not going to have, those people that have mobility issues are going to be able to do <coughs> all of the included excursions. And that's not necessarily the case. So I think they're just being more realistic with the descriptions that they're offering. And then for optional excursions, you know, the demographic of a river cruise and ocean cruiser is getting younger for Viking. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's what we see with our business, that the demographic is getting younger and they're looking for more active experiences, more things that, you know, have more activity. So I think the Viking continues to offer something for everyone, including the what we talked about with the slow movers group or the gentle movers group. Um, so on the river, they have a gentle movers group. So for people that, you know, might take a little bit longer to get from place, place A to place B, they have that adjustment for them. But um, there's something for everyone on all these ships. And I think that what we're seeing is, is you know, the additional, uh, the addition of more active tours for guests to choose from. Great. That's awesome. And I, yeah, I know the expedition on the Viking Octanus we, I was on, that actually was pretty significant. They had all, they had all kinds of things, but you could get yourself in uh, trouble because some of the, you know, a hike is a hike, right? So <laughs> you got to be careful. Um, 
And, you know, and like you said, align yourself with a vacation experience. If you're going on a cruise that has a lot of uh, active things, it just might not be the best fit for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, uh, that they just have learned that they need to offer more variation in what they offer. Yeah, let's see where we get that. So we got more comments. So thank you so much for the comments and thank you for checking in. It's great to see so many things, so many comments and everybody's still watching. Wow, we've gone up quite a bit since uh, we first started, Michael. Uh, it's great to have you all here. We really appreciate it. Um, so let's see here. Wow. Okay. Sorry, I had to go through here. We've got Craig uh, Mapes from YouTube. He goes, any pointers or pearls for the South American or Chilean Fjords cruise we embark in Buenos Aires? I'm not sure if you've done that, Michael. Yeah. So, I mean, my recommendation would be to make sure you spend some additional time in Buenos Aires so that you have you know, uh, a buffer there, but also that you can take in Buenos Aires and you have time to do that. It's a really great itinerary and, um, you know, be sure to allow yourself enough time to select the excursions and get in there early because this is an itinerary where the excursions that the cruise line offers are utilized by the guests on board. Um, they're not planning a lot of excursions privately on this itinerary. Most guests aren't. So I would recommend making sure you take advantage of the date that your, your particular category opens and make sure that you're on at three o'clock Eastern time or 12 noon Pacific to book your excursions the day they open. Great, thank you for that. And we've got Kevin Gallagher checking in from YouTube. He's saying hello from Flag Road Beach. Hello, Kevin. Hey, and Kevin. We've got, we've got Craig Mapes. He's coming in from Columbus, Ohio from YouTube. Janet, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Janie Pride. We just got a question for her. She's coming from Georgia. Hello from Georgia as well. And she's got the upcoming Grand European Cruise. That's a great itinerary. <laughs> and Donna Miller is also uh, coming in from YouTube. She just finished Francis Finest Cruise, and it was awesome. She said, "John, I, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Francis Finest, but it's a, it's a two week cruise that starts, um, usually starts in the south of France. It's a seven day." south of France from Avignon to Lyon or Lyon to Avignon. And then also it's combined with Paris in the heart of Normandy connected by high speed rail. So it's a really nice itinerary. Wow. That sounds incredible. So I'm, I'm jealous now officially. Super popular. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Renee checking in from Columbia, Missouri. Hello from Renee. We really appreciate you being here. And um, she's going, we've got oh, Yaman uh, McMillan also checking in from, um, and she's got the Holy Land cruise coming up November 27th. So yeah, Yvonne, Yvonne is traveling with her two daughters. She's a client of mine um, and she is, uh, they travel a lot together. So I'm sure she's excited. Uh, even though there have been some um, some changes on the itinerary, uh, I'm sure she's excited to go with her daughters on that great itinerary. You know, I, I, th I love the idea that you have family time because I think your our children all get big so quickly yeah. and you know we still love them and they have lives and everything that go on but you want to you want to i think travel is a great way to reconnect and spend some quality time together because life goes by so quickly you know that's true and uh we've got joan uh work she says prod pre-cruise then budapest in amsterdam november 23rd or 2023 nice and then see here Okay, we got that question there. And we've got a Facebook user checking it from the group. She says, we'll be on Viking Rhine River November 1st. And let's see, we'll take a look at this real quick. Uh, 
And then Debbie uh, is coming in from the group, Michael. She said, um, hi, Michael. And she says, thank you so much for your help in making our recent Rhine getaway cruise a complete success. We loved it so much that we bought vouchers on board. We'll be calling you again in 2025. Thanks again. Oh, that's nice. Thank you so much, Debbie. Uh, John, I don't know. Are you familiar with the vouchers you can purchase on board? I'm not 100 percent. I'm aware of I'm aware of things like that, but I've never done it personally. So could you tell everybody about how that works? Sure. Thanks. I, I just want to say to Debbie again, thank you for the kind words. I'm so glad you enjoyed your trip. Um, it goes back to why we sell so much of the product. Our clients love um, sailing with Viking. So, uh, you know, the a lot of guests ask me about booking on board and we encourage our clients to book on board when they can on board the ocean ships. They actually have a dedicated um, uh, person on board that will that will book new cruises for um you know, they have a future cruise desk, so they'll, they'll book uh, future cruises for the guests. But on the river, they don't have that option. So what they offer on the river are some future cruise certificates that you can purchase. They call them onboard cruise certificates. And the guest pays $100 for the certificate, and they save $200 off their next cruise. And they can buy, I think, up to 10 of them. Um, and one certificate can be used for, uh, you know, per person per trip. But it is, um, it is a nice savings if you're getting on the river to buy a couple of these um, for future cruises and they can be applied to any cruise and they do not expire. You know, it's funny. I remember I was on a, a different brands cruise and that was one of the first things people told me. They said, you got to get a future cruise credit type of thing, because like in that case, there was like an onboard credit. But then you also save some money. And that's just a wonderful you know, savings there, especially on such an amazing product. Yeah, it is a it is a great savings, a great opportunity to save a couple hundred dollars. Let's see here. So we got um, Rally North Carolina coming in from up Treasures of the Rhine. Their, their cruise is coming. And let's see. Yeah, that's a new itinerary, by the way, John. Treasures of the Rhine is offered kind of in the winter months, January through March. So it's, uh, you know, we talk about how the ships are usually do dry docked during that time. Yeah. Viking has actually um, opened this itinerary uh, during those months. It's only offered during those months. So it's interesting. Uh, it, it has it has um, garnered some, you know, pretty quick bookings. So I think that um, it'll be interesting to see what people think of the itinerary. I know the itinerary is very appealing. That's wonderful. And I think I read something about that when, it, when they launched that. And uh, I thought that was great because... My favorite time to go was actually, I know the Christmas markets aren't happening all the time, but you know, you go to these, I, I was very happy because I learned that those places that we had visited during that time weren't packed with as many people as far as the high season, uh, but there was the same sites were there. So you got to do the same things and coming from Florida at the time, it was actually kind of nice to, to get cooler weather, you know, and uh, bundle up and stuff like that. But we really enjoyed it. So I yeah. think it's great. I think it's, uh, you can see these places without as many crowds, I imagine. Absolutely. And uh, Janie is actually asking, why is it so difficult to get the Z, am I hopefully saying this right, Zermatt extension? The Zermatt and Geneva extension. You yeah. know, I will say that there are, I mean, a lot of the river cruises that Viking offers are always really popular. Paris to the Swiss Alps is one of them, very popular. And, uh, you know, what I think guests don't realize is that they do not have extensions, these extensions, you know, whether we talked about Venice earlier, right now we're talking about Zermatt, Geneva, they don't have uh, enough for everybody on board the ship. They, they have a limited number. Um, and so they go pretty quickly. And 
Um, you know, we encourage our clients to take those extensions when they book and then decide later if they don't want it simply because it's somewhat limited and you won't be able to get it later. So unfortunately, Janie, they are limited into how many guests they will put on each extension. And you keep in mind, they have to move these guests by motor coach. So, you know, they're going to either have one motor coach of guests or two motor coaches of guests, but they're not going to sell half a motor coach or, you know, sell eight people over the one, one motor coach because then they'd have to have another one. So it's just, they're limited for operational purposes to the contracts that they have with the hotels, things like that, that limit what they are able to do on each uh, sailing for the extension. So I would encourage you to just keep your eye on my Viking journey and see if it opens up. It will show up as available in my Viking journey. And when it does contact your travel agent um, or Viking directly, if you've booked directly with them and they will, um, you know, add that for you. I know for our clients, we keep a list of the things that they're looking for and we watch for them daily. And we are, you know, every week we are constantly snagging extensions uh, for guests that have been watching for them that we've been watching for, for a while. So uh, you know, people cancel and change their plans. So it's a good possibility that it might open up closer to your sailing date. So I would just keep an eye on it. Great. Thank you. And then um, this person saying they've got an email. I'm not sure if you have any insight to this saying they, they got an email saying Christmas on the sign river was canceled. Yeah, I am not, I have not heard that, that Christmas on the Seine has been canceled. So, um, you know, I, I'm not familiar with that happening this year and, you know, if you receive that email, I'm truly sorry that if your trip was changed or canceled. But knowing Viking, they're making some very um, robust adjustments for for those guests if they were affected by a cancellation. Right. And then um, this Facebook user coming from the group says, Treasures of the Rhine, March. They've gone on all these different cruises. Second Ocean coming in October 24. Empires of Mediterranean, which is really amazing. Uh, we love the Mediterranean Odyssey last May. We've gone on six river cruises in Vikings since 2015, and they love Vikings. So thank you for being part of this live stream. Yeah, thanks for being here. I wish we knew your name. <laughs> it shows us Facebook users. So, but thank you very much. Yeah, you just have to, I usually say this, um, some people are probably tired of hearing it, but you just have to give Facebook or StreamYard permission uh, when you're coming through the group because it respects your privacy being behind a group. Uh, a lot of the other people are coming through public uh, pages uh, where their names are already provided. So uh, just give us permission just one time. And then anytime you come to a future live stream, we'll be able to see your face and name. Um, yep. Let's see here. Lorraine is Greenwald is checking uh, in. She says, looking forward to work with you more as we get closer to our Italian sojourn cruise in this spring. Yeah. Thank you, Lorraine. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to help you. And I am certain that you will be happy with the services we provide uh, thank you so much. And I know you're going to love that itinerary, the Italian sojourn. So I know, I know it's, we've got one question here. People are concerned about, you know, safety and I, you know, I think some of it's kind of matter of fact, you know, as far as safety concerns in Europe. And uh, Jeff was asking here, he said, you know, any safety concerns with Europe right now and, you know, things in the state of the world. And I think uh, obviously we should touch on a little bit that it's that Viking is obviously going to be looking out for their guests, their crew and anything that any volatility in the world that might come up. Right. Right. I mean, look, the, the truth is, is that the, the cruise lines are never going to put their crew, their guests or their ships in danger. So, um, you know, if there is a reason to be concerned, um, you know, that uh, they're going to they're going to act on that. 
But I, I think that what um, these, um, you know, uh, State Department warnings that we're seeing for travel, I think are, are you know, are, you know, pretty common sense warnings that you need to be aware of your surroundings and where you are. And, you know, we encourage our guests to do that every day. Right. So um, I think that, um, you know, Europe in general is is pretty safe and, and people are traveling and traveling safely and comfortably. I think that it's very important to, you know, keep an eye on your surroundings and where you are and know what's going on around you uh, in order to make sure that you stay safe. But the cruise lines, uh, the tour operators are not going to put their guests in harm's way. And, um, you know, I think that uh, people are happy to travel and know that they can travel safely. And a lot of the Viking guests express, and we've seen this recently with, you know, Egypt and all of that, that they express that they feel very comfortable and safe traveling, you know, with Viking. Uh, and I, I would agree with that. I think that it's... Um, it's something that, you know, I think Viking makes a very big effort to make sure that their staff, their crew and their ships are safe. So, yeah, we've got so many comments here. I'm kind of looking through here and thanks for touching on that. I know people are thinking, you know, uh, unfortunately, things change quickly in this world and sometimes it's not for the best. Um, but, you know, life continues and I think travel continues and these companies are as Viking and everyone else is very concerned and will take the necessary actions, you know. Like Michael said, so let's see here. Craig Mape said, thanks so much. And Tammy is going to Holland in Belgium next April. And let's see. And Facebook users going to Madrid from Barcelona on the high-speed rail. First class was one of the best parts of the trip. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with those two connecting sailings that they connect with the high speed rail. People love that experience, no matter where it is, Italy, France, Spain. Uh, so it does not surprise me. Yeah, let's see. Kat Thompson says she's traveling with her daughter. It's priceless. Thank you, Mike, for making it happen. Oh, thank you, Kat. Thank you so much. And let's see here. And Penny, um, Spoth I hope I'm saying that right, it's coming in from YouTube. Thank you for joining us, Penny. And she said, we've been talking about a Nile cruise, but worried about the unsettled times. How does Viking handle that? So I think that, um, you know, the travel on the Nile, um, you know, guests are used to having the security forces that are traveling with them. Um, this has been, that's been this way for a long time. Uh, you know, there are security um uh, people that travel on these trips all the time because, you know, security in Egypt has has been somewhat of a, a concern for years. So we have guests traveling today, uh, you know, on the Nile, and they're coming back and telling us that they feel very safe, that Viking has made every effort for them. And, um, you know, they, I know that the cruise line, as I said, all the cruise lines are making an effort to make sure their guests, their crew, feel safe so that it's an enjoyable vacation and not stressful. Nobody wants you to be stressed on vacation. And if it gets to a point where they don't feel they can ensure that safety, they're not going to travel there. So just keep that in mind. I mean, that you know, they're, they're not going to force you to travel. The, the profits that they're making on the cruise are not going to be more important than the safety of their crew, their guests, or even their ships. So I think that, um, you know, you have to trust that the vendor that you've chosen and that we've helped that our guests choose um, and I'm not specifically just talking about Viking. We have other tour companies and other cruise lines that operate in the area that are continuing to operate, um, that they have the, you know, the, the foresight to know um, whether or not it's safe for you to travel there at that time. And, you know, and then those guests, 
that are still, you know, not feeling safe about it. We are helping them work through, uh, you know, the best solution for them. And that is really the value of, you know, having a seasoned travel advisor that can help you make the decisions and help navigate some a situation like this uh, to make sure that you, uh, you know, are most comfortable with the choices that you make. But I feel strongly that our vendors um, and our providers are making the right choice for their guests and, and, and ensuring their safety. And I, I'm very confident that if there was a safety concern, they would make a change or cancellation to uh, the itinerary to address that. Yeah, and I tell you, it's hard to know, right? You don't have a crystal ball, do you? No. <laughs> I, I, we, we might be uh, both lottery winners if, uh, you know, <laughs> that was the I'd case. Be right? business if I had that crystal ball, for sure. But, <laughs> but it, I mean, look, it's, it's you know, we, we want to make sure our guests are comfortable. The cruise lines want to make sure their guests are comfortable. The tour companies want to make sure their guests are comfortable. They don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize future travel. I mean, all those things factor in to making sure that the guest is safe and that the, the, the tour or the cruise operates the way that it should. So I completely understand the concern and we're, we're answering these questions every day with our guests and we're helping them work through what's right for them. So, yeah. And uh, we've got another Facebook user said, uh, just got off the Grand European at September 23rd, fantastic cruise, even with the ship swap. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny. I, I or not talk over you. I was on a uh, Danube cruise and my wife goes, you know, we, we swatch swap ships. I had forgotten about it. I don't know how I forgot about it. I guess it was so seamless. You didn't think about it. You put your bags out. You must have packed real quick, or she must have did it for me, I guess. <laughs> I guess I was having too good a time, but it was so seamless. You don't, didn't pay attention to it. Like, Yeah, sometimes, and for those that don't know what a ship swap is, and say it 10 times really fast, um, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know what a ship swap is, uh, sometimes if there's a, a water level issue or an obstruction in the river and the guests, they'll take the guests from one ship and, take them off the ship and move them to the other ship and the ships will turn around and continue on. Um, typically that's handled by sending you on your tour that day, bringing you back to the other ship um, and your luggage is in your cabin. So um, it is as seamless as it can possibly be. Uh, in Viking's case, all of their ships on the rivers are exactly the same. So it's very easy for them to do. If you're in cabin 305 on one ship, you'll be in the same cabin on the other ship. Um, many times the cruise director actually goes to the other ship as well. So it, it makes it as flawless as possible. So yeah, I'm glad that um, the person who, uh, the Facebook user that um, said that, uh, that they had a great trip and, and that the ship swap wasn't that big of a deal for them. That is typically the experience that our guests have when that does, when that unfortunate situation does happen. Yeah. And with a fleet like Viking with being the largest river provider in the world right now, uh, no one else can do it like them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we've got another Facebook user saying, just returned Thursday from Egypt and the Nile River Cruise. So that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Deb, I'm glad you returned safely and are probably here to be able to share a great experience that you've had. If you had a great experience, we would love for you to share it in the comments or whatever your experience was about the safety and how you felt while you were on the trip since you just got back. We'd love to see that in the comments before we finish the, the web call. Thank yeah. you. And uh, we've got someone checking in live from the actual Chilean fjords. Uh, they're cruising right now. Yeah. That's all, awesome. these ships have, all these ships are getting, um, you know, uh, Starlink. So they now have uh, decent oh, wow. internet on the, on the ocean. That's awesome. And they say, though, this person's trying to read this a little bit. 
So we, they said, uh, Facebook user checking in. Like I said, please give permission so we can see your name. It makes it much more personable. Uh, we were starting in Tuscany at a farmhouse through Viking before Empires in the Mediterranean next October. Can you talk about the pre-Tuscany part, if you can, Michael? Yeah, so Viking has an extension called Ultimate Italy Tuscany. It's three nights. It usually takes place in a villa. Um, and the, the excursion, the extension is very popular because it is also somewhat limited. I think the villa sleeps, you know, 60 people. So um, it's a really great um, extension. And I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, the uh, people come, my guests come back from that villa experience and rave about it. So um, congratulations that you've been able to obtain that. It's a really great extension. Yeah, we've got Yvonne uh, McMillan checking in. She did have a question. I, I, t I know we talked about your crystal ball. You don't have one, but right. she wanted to say, do you think there'll be any other changes to the antiquities and Holy Inn cruises in November? I really don't. I think that they, you know, for those that don't know, they have altered the Holy Lands trip um, to obviously not visit Israel, um, some some ports near Israel. So it's it's been adjusted to visit more of Turkey and Greece. And um, I think the itinerary is still very interesting, although I'm sure people are disappointed on many fronts for not being able to visit Israel, um, you know, given the current situation, which is very um, unsettling. Uh, in many ways. But, um, you know, I think that the cruise lines and all of them have adjusted their schedules to include more Greece and Turkey to offset those changes. Uh, I don't I don't anticipate other changes, but I know that it's uh, I, the itinerary changes look very interesting to me. So I, I'm sure you will enjoy them, Yvonne. And thanks again for for being here uh, on the on the webinar today. Yeah, thank you, Yvonne. And uh, we've got a Facebook user checking in from the group. So we booked on the Bucharest to Budapest next October, we'd like to take the train to Zurich and then fly to London. Can your company help with that portion of our trip? Yeah, we absolutely can help you plan that part. That's one of the benefits of working with, you know, uh, a seasoned agent is being able to either advise you or help you plan um, something outside of what Viking offers or what the, the cruise line offers. And certainly is something that we help assist our clients with every day. And I think they said from Budapest down below here. So I'm guessing they're trying to they're just kind of amending that to say they'd be leaving from Budapest. So, um, And I have to say that any train that leaves from Budapest, if, if they're trying to get from Budapest to Zurich by train, that's going to be somewhat difficult. So um, but we can certainly help you work out the um, the details of doing that. Uh, it may, may be a different route, but uh, it's not very clear exactly what they want to do, yeah. but it's something yeah. that we do every day. Yeah, let's have a conversation about it, right? Right. So, um, and Stephen Rich uh, actually had an interesting question. Have you heard any clients having bed bug issues in Paris? And I, I kind of heard about that, I think, on the group. Yeah. No, we've not had any guests to complain about that. There was an article a few few weeks ago, I think, where there was a an outbreak. But uh, I, uh, it's nothing that, that we've had any of our guests affected with. Good to hear. That's okay. And we have... Um, Lodi uh, Devlin checking in from Columbia, South Carolina, and she says the elegant Elbe next spring. So thank you for checking in from Facebook. And we can see your smiling face there. <laughs> Hi, Lodi. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, we've got another question from um, YouTube. Any advice for Into the Midnight Sun, best time to go, Michael? Um, I mean, the... Viking really only offers that itinerary at really the best times to travel. So it's a great itinerary. Um, you know, the, the warmer the time is the better time, in my opinion. So um, the shoulder seasons are going to be somewhat cooler. But um, 
it's a great itinerary. I personally have not traveled on it, but after uh, traveling uh, on a trip this past year um, with uh, Iceland's majestic landscapes and visiting Norway, I really would love to do that itinerary so I can see why it interests you. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great itinerary. So we have Kathy West coming to us from YouTube, Michael, and she says, question about drinks package. Do you need a package if you want a glass of Prosecco? I know you get wine and beer with lunch and dinner. This is an ocean cruise. So she just wondered, does she need the Silver Spirits package for if she wants to upgrade to some Prosecco? So you don't need the Silver Spirits package to have any drink. You just you would pay for the drink outside of what's included with beer and wine with lunch and dinner. Um, so if you want a drink that's outside of that time, you would just pay for it. I think that the bar menu on Viking ships are, is very reasonable, not expensive at all. Um, however, their, their Silver Spirits beverage package is also not expensive. So the answer to your question is no, you don't have to have the Silver Spirits beverage package in order to have a glass of Prosecco. Um, you would have to purchase it outside of what's included with lunch and dinner. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're going to have five glasses of Prosecco, then you might want to buy the beverage package. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and usually some fancy coffees, if you want like a fancy latte or something like that, you, you can, um, it's also included in the drink package, right? Yeah. So the beverage, I mean, they include all coffees in their package. So, I mean, in the standard package, so there's really no additional fee for coffees okay. or anything like that. Uh, you know, Vikings beverage package is re more reasonable than most. Most cruise lines charge $100 a day for the beverage package. So $25 a day uh, for the beverage package is not bad. Yeah, and the bar menu is, is like one of the most affordable ones I've ever seen on any in any resort or cruise line period. Yeah, absolutely. When they say they're not going to nickel and dime you, they, it goes right down to the, the drinks as well. I agree. Really impressive, yeah. Um, let's see. We've got Pat checking in from YouTube. She goes, hi, Michael. Hi, Pat. And it's Pat Hobson. Okay. Hi, Pat. How are you? <laughs> yeah. and, thanks for and, being here, Pat. What did you say, Michael? I said, thanks for being here, Pat. <laughs> and uh, Facebook user, what time is Viking Ryan Getaway departs Amsterdam November 1st? I don't know if you've got a crystal ball there, but maybe I think they're kind of wondering maybe flights or something. Yeah. So typically the ship departs after dinner sometimes. Sometimes it can be later than that. It just depends on whether or not people's flights are late getting in or what the lock schedule is. So the reason I tell people this all the time, the reason why there's not a published um, schedule for uh, river cruises as far as arrival and departure times is because it is very fluid. It depends on the lock schedule, you know, what times they can get into the port or out of the port. Um, so you really won't see a published time, but, um, it's a much easier question to answer if we understood why you're asking the question, because I could give you some guidance on that. But typically it's after dinner um, that the ship departs Amsterdam, usually a little bit later than that. Great. Thanks for that clarification. So people, people, you know, are very focused and they wonder about these things because they're used to traditional things where it's they don't want to miss the ship. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But if he's asking, like, so if he can go off and have dinner in Amsterdam or if there's a tour that he's afraid is going to come back too late, there there are you know several ways that um, that he can ensure that he would he or she wouldn't miss the ship. Um, uh, you know, and um, so it's easier to answer the question if we know why. But typically, again, it's usually after dinner. Right. Thank you. And Pam Bloom, not too efficient about Facebook, she says, but Michael, we've heard such great service for you. I'm the one taking the Empires of the Rhine. Oh, great. Yeah, nice. Nice itinerary. Yeah. And um, 
we've got see someone else here. Facebook user. Hi guys. Have booked three cruises, Michael and Viking in 2024, 2025. Albuero, London, Paris. D Kathleen Day. Yeah. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for being here. Um, and thank you so much for the shout out. I really appreciate it. We love helping you. We appreciate the business. And we're certainly glad that you also love Viking. Yeah, thank you. And let's see. I'm um, I'm going to Venice. Facebook user says in April 24th. How early will they tell us which port they will use? Yeah, typically, you know, we will know early on in the process, I'd say about three months before, but sometimes it can change up to, you know, two weeks before. It just depends. Um, I will say that Viking usually does get the most efficient docking stations. So um, your trip probably will not be affected that much. But um, once they do determine where you're going to dock or if it's going to be changed from what the original um, plan was, uh, they will definitely send an email to both you and the person who helped you book the cruise, uh, meaning your travel advisor. So um, you will definitely know, you know, in plenty of time. And I know you had actually asked uh, the, the commenter earlier. I'm not sure if you can read this. Um, they actually, you know, how was their experience with Viking in Egypt? So they wrote back. It's a little long, but I'm going to try to put it up on the screen here. It says, we had a great experience with Viking Egypt. We felt very safe. Viking has great security. All the people we met were very happy, and we were there uh, also. We experienced no discord whatsoever. Plan on doing it again, and words cannot describe the experience. It was awesome. People back home were worried, but we were not. Highly recommend this cruise. The Atan was a lovely ship. Dennis, Denise Kramer. Oh, Thank Denise. you, Denise. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Denise. It's really important that um, people can hear firsthand from somebody who's traveled during this conflict um, to see, you know, that they felt safe. And this is also the same feedback we're getting from our clients, that they feel safe, that they feel like Viking went out of their way to make them feel safe and that the trip was not disrupted in any way. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate you coming back to um, share that information with us. I think it will be very valuable to others that are watching today and that are concerned about traveling on the Nile uh, during this time. Yes, thank you so much, Denise. Really appreciate that. And Priscilla uh, Wallower is checking in. She says, working with Michael has been a wonderful and we are booked on the Rhine in March. Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. We've enjoyed working with you too. John, I have to say, that, you know, just for the record, I had no idea all these people were gonna be on today. And I'm so grateful, I'm grateful that they are here. And thank you so much for the compliments. But for those of you that have not worked with me before, um, you know, this is not a paid endorsement. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's Priscilla too, right, Priscilla? Yeah, thank you so much, Priscilla. We really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, this is another, we got so many great questions. Wow, I really appreciate this. It makes this so much fun and dynamic. Um, this person's writing upgrades on um, ocean cruises. Are those random or does Viking set repeat passengers to reward with an upgrade? What will it take to get Viking upgrade me to the owner suite? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, you know, uh, we see, you know, a few upgrades come through for our guests. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with, um, you know, the, um, the, the agency that they work with? No, I think that it has a lot to do with many factors and uh, and how who's selected for those upgrades. Typically, they do take into account those guests that have traveled the most with them. Uh, that's how we see the upgrades come through. We do see our clients get upgraded on sailings that are you know that do not have 
that are not completely sold out. But I have to say, there are fewer of those sailings that are not completely sold out. It is a very rare occasion that we see the guest upgraded um, and the sailings uh, that have space uh, are few and far between, especially for 2024. We just, which just is not something that happens very often. But it's a great question, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I know you, you've we've touched you've touched on the upgrade question before, um, but that was that was good. That at least it happens if it can happen because there's only so many uh, staterooms on those ships. But with um, I just want to stop for a second and say if you're watching this and you really appreciate it, and uh, you can help us both by giving us a like, give us a subscribe. Um, of course, if you haven't given us a comment or uh, just make a comment. Uh, please do that as well. We really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you again for being here. Uh, all these wonderful questions. This is so great. I really appreciate it. It's like a, it's like a Rolodex of a form here, you know, live. It's really great with all the insight and everything. And, you know, people coming live from uh, their, their actual cruise in the Chilean fjords. Uh, how amazing is that? Yeah, really amazing. I, I, you know, we say this all the time. I love coming on here and answering people's questions. It's one of my favorite things. You know, I love to see the perspective that other people have and want to share. And it's it's neat to do it live instead of, you know, in a Facebook forum or something like that. So thanks for being here. Yeah, I know. You know, it's I mean, you feel these questions all day long, but it's nice that other people can can actually, you know, kind of tune in right to these live questions. Uh, questions and answers, you know, it's not just confined to you and your client. We can actually learn from these, you know, from your, your expertise and even their experiences in real time. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, so here's a question. I, I we've been jumping around a little bit. This is from a Facebook user um, from the group it says, hi, Michael, if we booked the ocean cruise we took in May, 2023, do we still need to use Viking air plus for airlines or we can use, or can we use you or your team? Cruise is in Athens to Venice, May 2025. Okay, so you know we love a good air question, right, John? We yeah, oh, so, oh, so I, I, might have, I might have messed it up. So they did something in 2023, but they want to do it again or take yeah. one in 2025. Okay, I followed them. So, so let's talk a little bit about Air Plus, right? Now, I get this question all the time. What is Air Plus? What do we use it for? So um, the Air Plus allows the guests to have a say as to how the flights are routed. Um, from within the contracted rate that Viking offers. So Viking does have, you know, certain flights that they are able to work with, and it gives the guests the opportunity to select those flights earlier than Viking would just randomly assign them. So uh, the Air Plus is really a valuable tool. We, we recommend it uh, a lot so that guests understand that we can have a say as to, you know, how they're getting there. Um, it, it is somewhat different than, um, you know, not doing the Air Plus, because what happens when you don't do the Air Plus is you're kind of stuck with what Viking assigns if you don't do the Air Plus. And there have been recent changes to Air Plus um, and the offering of My Viking Air, which allows the guests to go online, you know, 120, 160 days prior to departure and select what's remaining from the contracted rate that the cruise line has. Um, but the Air Plus gives uh, a priority to letting the guests select the flights and the routing earlier. So that's really, really important. Um, and the, the question is kind of two prongs. So the second part of the, the question is, yes, if you choose not to use Vikings Air, um, myself or my team can assist you with selecting, you know, air separate from Viking. But we also are the ones who work with Viking on your behalf to get the flights 
that um, we think are best or that you're looking for uh, and getting your preferences applied to the to the flights that you're looking for. So um, so the answer to the question is yes, with Viking, we assist you with selecting the flights and helping you get what you want. And if you don't want to do it with Viking, we have other ways of getting airfare for you, whether we work through a consolidator or we help you purchase the air separately. That is something that um, myself and my team do every day. That's awesome. So, and you know, you've re reiterated this several times in the past that having a team that you have put together, I mean, an award-winning team at that, that having that advocate on your side to, you, you tend to help get your clients which, what they need, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, our goal is to make sure that our client gets, uh, you know, has the most flawless trip. And we're going to do that from beginning to end, you know, working with the guests to get the right air schedule and, and helping them get there safely and comfortably. That is um, our goal and making sure that it is a flawless trip. And I imagine, you know, this is an old question, you know, do you book last minute or do you book early? I imagine nowadays booking early helps with all these things because there's less competition for those same airline, you know, those routes and those seats on airplanes and everything, extensions and, and whatnot, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all different. It depends on the itinerary. You know, South America is going to be, and Antarctica is going to be different than, you know, going to Europe or going to Asia. It's really a matter of, you know, working with somebody that knows the business and knows what the flow really is for the air and things like that and helping them determine when the best time, you know, when is the best time to select the air. You know, many of our guests want to book the air as soon as it possibly opens. And to be honest with you, that's not necessarily the best time to book the air. The, uh, you know, the cruise line may not have all their contracts in place at 10 months prior to departure. Okay. You know, there's a sweet spot in which those contracts are in place. And when we can help our client navigate the best way, you know, to, to attack the air and be able to get the best schedule and the best routing for them. And, you know, it's something that has come with the years of experience of working with the Viking Air Department and knowing how their contracts work and understanding the policies and procedures. That is, you know, not as easy as just picking up the phone and calling the Air Department and selecting the flights. We know how to navigate that process so that our clients can benefit from the knowledge and the relationship that we have with them and getting the absolute best schedule. And, um, you know, it's not always it's not always right when the air opens. It just depends. Yeah. And we have to we have to be able to educate our client and 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 help them navigate that process. So and and lastly, the other benefit, I think, is really huge. We talk about this all the time. We are the safety net when there is a problem. We are the safety net that the guest has in order to get that problem fixed. And that is something that, you know, they're not going to get from calling the cruise line directly. They're not going to get that safety net of the advice. The person on the other end on the res and the res department is not going to be able to assist them in trying to find, you know, the best possible solution to their issue. And that is something that we are able to do without bias because we are not, um, you know, we are not working for the cruise line. We work for the guest. You know, I started the, the Viking Facebook group, I think, five years ago now, uh, over five years. And if if I constantly see it and, of course, I spend more time on it in recent, you know, recent, more recent uh, history. And the amount of times I see people posting on a public group, asking other people for advice when they would, you know, everybody tells them, call your travel agent, but I don't, I guess they don't have that up. It's very frustrating to read that because you feel for them. Yeah. And then we've been doing this for several years now and to hear your, you know, uh, your expertise and how, and these folks just don't have it or they just made a they choice to not use a travel agent for whatever reason, and they, they have a tougher experience, 
and uh, and and then it's even, the, the frustration on my side is they if they just used a travel agent like yourself, they would have a much better customer service experience all along, and things would be more seamless because. I know that you take care of your clients. Like they don't, you're not going to call them for everything because you're just going to take care of it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, look, and there's a big joke in the industry, right? That travel agents solve problems for guests that they didn't even know they had. I mean, we solve issues for our guests all the time that before we even, before they're even aware that the problem existed, air is a great, a great um, example of that. We, you know, we'll get an air schedule that's changed for a guest and fix it before they even know it was a problem. And, uh, you know, that is something that we do because we care about our client's experience and making sure that they are happy with us and our services. So it's something we work for every day. Uh, you know, it's it's very important to us. And I think that that's evident to our client. And, um, you know, we work really hard to make sure they're happy. Yeah, it's it's. It's really, it's amazing. I want to share one quick thing with you, John. You said that about the Facebook posts and it's so funny because like every Monday, my team and I have this little meeting in the mornings and we go over the crisis that was handled on Facebook, you know, the weekend, over the weekend, you know, though there was a big discussion late recently about um, luggage tags and the luggage tags being sent directly to the guest or being sent to the agency before it's sent to the guest. And, you know, we talk about, you know, how to handle that question when they call, because as soon as it's posted on Facebook, we, you know, our clients are going to start calling about that issue. And it's really important to me that they get the right answer. And so, um, you know, we saw this post just last weekend about these people whose documents, whose luggage tags didn't get to them. And, you know, there's there's big blame thrown on the travel agent who didn't send them to them or didn't, you know. And you know, the truth is, is we have our clients luggage tags packets sent to us because we package them with other things and send them to them. So that and but the real reason we have them sent to us is to make sure they're correct. So many of these packets get delivered to the guests and they're incorrect. We've we've you know we've gotten packets for our clients that didn't even have the luggage tags in them, right? So um, we're fixing that problem before that before they even know about it. So um, you know I think that uh, you know it, it depends on the quality of agent that you work with. The majority of people that are in my industry want to make sure their clients are happy, and so they're going to work hard to do that. Um, but, uh, it was a very interesting post last weekend because they're, uh, my staff is like looking at me like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> and I wanted, because it was, we were on sure enough on Monday, we got five to 10 calls about the luggage tag packet. So it's, it's very interesting. We, we work really hard to make sure we provide our guests with the right information. And I think that that is something that is very valuable to them. That's fascinating that something, you know, can be echoed literally on a Saturday or Sunday. You hear you actually going to hear it on the phone five calls on Monday or Tuesday. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> and uh, Kat Thompson goes, boy, isn't that the truth? <laughs> you know, to what we were saying, you know, just about the customer service and everything. And uh, yeah, you know, it's not a sales pitch, folks. It's just I'm not being real here. You know, people just. I feel bad for people that are having struggling with a product. This is an expensive product. It's an amazing product, but if they're having a hard time getting basic answers, I th and, and the whole group is saying, "Call your travel agent," and they're just, I guess they, I, whatever their situation they're in, and sometimes it's they're stuck in it, you know. Um, so let's see here, and then. Um, Okay, so uh, Pat's asking, she says, if I pick air through Viking, do I earn airline miles? Can I use points to upgrade on flights booked by Viking? Okay, this is a great question, Pat. Thanks for asking it. Um, the answer to your question is yes. The majority of the time, 
you will get airline miles credit for the flights purchased through Viking. Uh, this does vary by airline, but we I, I really don't know of one that doesn't provide the credit for miles uh, for the flights booked through the through the cruise line. So you'll just want to make sure that that your frequent flyer numbers are entered into the My Viking Journey portal to make sure you get credit for those flights. And um, the second part of your question is, can you use points to upgrade on my flights booked through Viking? And the answer is maybe. The, <laughs> the truth is, is that most of the time, the tickets that you purchase through the cruise line are not upgradable in any way. They're certainly not upgradable with miles. However, we do see posts on Facebook. I have people say this to me all the time. I saw a post on Facebook where somebody said they use their miles to upgrade. If you can purchase an upgrade through the airline, if Lufthansa will let you purchase an economy comfort seat or a premium economy seat upgrade from economy, if they'll let you purchase it with dollars, these guests that are using miles to purchase that upgrade are converting their miles to dollars and then purchasing the upgrade. That's a little bit different than upgrading with miles. Um, the, the, the calculation for converting your miles to dollars um, and upgrading is much higher. It's a many, much more miles required to convert them to dollars um, than it is to just be able to upgrade your ticket with miles. So it's a, it's a totally different ballgame. Uh, I'll just give one more example. When you purchase a ticket from the airline that's upgradable with miles, um, you usually have to purchase a non-refundable ticket. It's a more expensive ticket that you're purchasing to be able to upgrade the ticket with miles. So the bulk ticket or the co contracted ticket that the guest, that the cruise line purchases for the guest, those are typically not upgradable with miles. I mean, they're usually not at all upgradable with miles. So the only way to upgrade it with miles is to convert your miles to dollars and then purchase that ticket upgrade difference through the, through the airline uh, with, with cash, but you're converting miles to cash to do that. It's different than being able to upgrade with miles. That's fascinating. There's a whole world out there, isn't there? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely something that is difficult to navigate. And these are questions that we answer every day. And Pat says, thank you for all the info. Yeah, okay. it's amazing. You know, and this product is so much more difficult than like, you know, uh, a Caribbean cruise out of Miami, isn't it? Compared to, uh, it's, a, it's there's so many, so much, and I think that's the the difference. You know, if if that's what you're used to, and you upgrade to a different experience with with a complex cruise, you might, you know, I, I see people on the groups all the time, uh, and they're very adamant about it too, and that's fine. But they want to, they want to, they want to book everything themselves, and they yeah. want to make. The guest that wants to book everything themselves, they see value in that. They see value in having control, direct control over that. And that is something that varies from guest to guest. To me, you know, having somebody that can advocate for you, somebody like us who does millions of dollars worth of business a year with these cruise lines um, that advocates for you is going to have more pull. That's the bottom line. We're going to have more pull when there's a problem. And that's something that is a benefit to our client. The guest, you know, I tell people this all the time. They lose one person's business. They lose one person's business. If they lose my business, it's a completely different ballgame for them. So, you know, look, we're going to leverage that for our guests and make sure that we're able to get stuff done when the time comes. And, you know, we're always going to look out for what's best for our client. And that's the most important thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody sees that value differently. We, we talk about it every day. I think that, you know, if they were to speak to the guests that, you know, that we've helped uh, in the past two weeks, 
that have had issues that they couldn't overcome directly with the cruise line and we were able to overcome them for them, they would realize what the value is. But until they have that situation, they're not going to see the value in it, just like they're not going to see the value in travel insurance. Nobody sees value in travel insurance until they have to use it. And that's that's the big difference. And those are clients that have had to utilize their travel insurance. Um, you know, they see the value in it. Uh, and, um, you know, we see the value in travel insurance every single day. Unfortunately, we have issues that come up. People say to me, oh, I'm definitely going to go. You're not definitely going to go if you're sick or if your wife is sick or your husband is sick or your mother is sick or your grandchild is sick. You're definitely not going to go. So, I mean, those are things that are not foreseeable. Insurance is very important and people don't see the value in it until they have to use it. And I think it was our last live stream or close to it that we actually covered and we got pretty in depth with uh, travel insurance and you were sharing a story about how a client had called you with some really devastating news that they had lost a loved one. And you, you actually said that was a good call because as your client, you had advocated for them to actually purchase travel insurance. And so everything was covered. Yeah. I mean, it's really important to us. We don't ever want to be in a situation where we can't get our clients money back. Um, and so in, in a covered situation, we're able to get our clients money back with insurance. And that's really important. I can count on one hand where I've had a client lose money and you know, we don't like to see those situations at all. So, you know, we're going to work to make sure that we protect our clients in best travel investment uh, the best we can. And the best way to do that really is to cover it with travel insurance. Yeah. And I know, um, all these live streams, folks, are recorded. So if you want to hear that conversation, because I know we're getting to the end of this particular one. Um, but if you want to go back uh, and you've got some extra time, go to the last live stream. I believe it says travel insurance is in the header and the description. Go in there and you can actually see a live back and forth. And, of course, there's follow-up questions from the audience uh, in comments. And it's really, really cool, interesting and enlightening. I remember actually the reason why I brought it up is I actually got off just like this. Uh, I ended the live stream and went and talked to my wife and I sat down and I said, yeah, I said, Michael was sharing these amazing stories, you know, about how constructive it was to have proper insurance and how you actually have um, your own, your own proprietary policy that you recommend to your clients, but you, they can use different types, right? Yeah. I mean, there are different solutions for everyone. We do have a proprietary policy that is um, you know, written specifically for us that our clients really like, and we feel that it benefits our clients the most to offer that policy. Um, and it's something that um, is exclusive to us um, and cannot be purchased directly. It can't even be purchased directly from the insurance company. Uh, it has benefits and, um, you know, waivers that are um, exclusive to us because we've, we've pre-negotiated that for our guests. Right. Now, I know Kevin Gallagher has been waiting to have his answer, his question answered. It was a great question, too. Thanks, Kevin, if you're still watching. He said, out of all the ocean cruises, which is your favorite and the same for river cruises? And that's a great question. Yeah. And Kevin, before I answer your question, I just have to say this. Kevin, this is a great example. OK, it's Sunday. Uh, Kevin's air was changed overnight uh, <laughs> and we had it fixed by 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, to, to his satisfaction, it was an awful schedule that was changed and he had a great schedule and he was given an awful schedule because of a flight cancellation and we had it fixed for him this morning uh, before 10 a.m. Uh, on a Sunday. So uh, thanks for being here, Kevin, uh, and thanks for the great question. Um, out of all the ocean cruises uh, and river cruises, I have to say my favorite river, um, well, my favorite river would be on the Yangtze, but unfortunately, they're not doing it anymore. It was actually my favorite river cruise. I would have to say uh, the close second would be the Rhine. I think we've done it five times. 
It's one of my favorite itineraries, uh, Ryan Getaway or anything on the Rhine, anything, uh, any of the itineraries that, that the uh, cruise lines offer on the Rhine are my favorite. And uh, my favorite ocean cruise would definitely be uh, Mediterranean Odyssey, uh, with a close second being British Isles Explorer, uh, one of my favorites as well. So uh, both of which are extremely popular and sell very, very far in advance, especially British Isles Explorer. So um, great itinerary. He says, yes, thanks to you out the air. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for being here. So I got to ask you a follow-up question on that. So what about the the Rhine River has is it, do you love so much? Is there a particular place or destination there for it? I love that it visits, you know, so many different countries, Germany, France, Switzerland, you know, the Netherlands. It's a really great itinerary. Uh, the, the day that you spend in Kinderdijk with the windmills or being able to go to the cheese farm, uh, it's a really nice day. And I, I just love, I love Switzerland. So um, Lucerne, being able to spend time in Lucerne and in Basel, uh, really great. Uh, it's a really great itinerary. And another Facebook user from the group says, we did the Yangtze in 2015. They loved it too. Yeah. Um, and I've got one final question, Michael. I think we're going to re- uh, close out here with that. Um, they said this, and I know we touched on this last time, but it says, do you, rec- do you recommend their, uh, yeah, basically do you recommend an annual travel insurance policy? And I know we talked a lot about it last time, but I figured we would answer the question. Yeah, I mean, listen, for the type of trips that we that we sell or that these guests are traveling on with Viking or Region or Oceana, you know, an annual policy is not going to cover the cost of that trip. These policies are limited to $3,000, $5,000 per trip, a maximum of twenty dollars to $30,000 per year. Uh, they're not really written specifically for the leisure traveler. If the guest is going to the Caribbean, you know, three times a year, four times a year, the policy is probably just fine. But annual policies are really written for, you know, business travelers who are looking to cover multiple airline tickets throughout the year. Um, and that's really what they cover. They're not really written for the leisure traveler who's spending ten, fifteen thousand dollars a person on a trip or may travel, you know, four or five times a year at seventy five hundred dollars a trip. It's not written for that. So um, I think it, you really have to look at the specific situation. I know they're getting a lot of discussion on the Facebook boards. And, you know, I did have a client last year who had the annual policy that insisted it would cover what he needed it to cover. And when the time came that he had to cancel his $13,000 per person trip, um, the insurance policy only paid him $5,000. It really wasn't worth the money that he spent on the policy. He would have been much better off with an individual policy for that specific trip that provided everything he needed. And I know we, we when the, said I really uh, recommend everybody go back and look at that last live stream we did. It's about where we talked for almost the same amount of time uh, as this one in depth about travel insurance. And you were sharing stories and many different details. And we talked about really it comes down to the fine print. And you were saying many of these policies don't even cover your air. You know, for for a, a I mean, for, yeah, for a guest who's purchasing. I mean, if you look at the cost of business class air. For instance, it's five, seven, eight thousand dollars a person to Europe. If you're going to Asia or to Australia, New Zealand, it's nine, ten thousand dollars. These policies won't even cover that. Never mind the cost of the trip. So it really depends on how much you're spending, how many times you're traveling per year. You know, if you're going on a cruise that is fifteen, two thousand dollars a person, and then the policy, you know, may cover what you need. But for the majority of our guests who are traveling outside of the country. Um, you know, multiple times a year, it's not the right policy for them. 
And Kevin said he's doing the British Isles Explorer in 2025. So that's great. Awesome. It's a great itinerary. <laughs> so I know before we close here, uh, is there anything else you want to share with us, Michael? Any tidbits or anything, thoughts on your mind that uh, you might want to share with the group? I mean, look, we just want to make sure that guests, you know, are protected properly. I think travel insurance is a great way to end the conversation. If, if you're considering traveling or you're looking at traveling, we highly recommend protecting your investment with travel insurance. You know, with so many people, and we said this in the live stream last time, so many people look at it like at best, they're at best by buying the TV and somebody says to them, oh, do you want travel insurance? And their first instinct is to say no. I know mine is, right? When I go to Office Depot to buy a printer and they want to sell me the policy, my first thing is no. But the truth is when it comes to travel insurance, you're protecting way more than just the cost of the trip itself. It's medical while you're traveling, trip interruption if you have to come home. The expenses that are associated with that can be very, very high. And it's really an important thing to have. And, uh, you know, lastly, there was one question and I, we may have missed it. Somebody said that their travel agent had stopped communicating with them oh, yeah. uh, via phone or email. And how can they get assigned to somebody else? I'm not sure if she's talking about a Viking agent that she's working with or an independent travel agent, but I would encourage you to call the travel provider um, that you're working with, whether it's Viking or anyone else, and let them know that your agent's not communicating with them and see how you can fix that. Uh, you know, I think it's it's really important. I think my clients will tell you that I am an over communicator, that they can email me at 11 o'clock at night. And most of the time I will email them back right away. So um Make sure that you're working with somebody that is going to communicate on the level that you need. And that is something that is very important, I feel. so. Yeah, there's no excuse for that, uh, I think, in this industry. I mean, within a reasonable amount of time for somebody to get back to you. I mean, customer service is important. This is a big, this is, no matter how busy your agent is, this is an important product for every, you know, for you. This is, uh, and so hopefully uh, that works out. And of course, uh, Michael's here for us. Uh, if you need him, please give him a call at uh, the number here. It's, it's 1-800-913-7245. Of course, you can email him 24 hours a day at michael at planmycruise.com. And planmycruise.com, you can visit his website. It's really, really nice. Um, but, you know, I it's that on the travel insurance, I want to touch on it. You shared a story last week how a family was – how large of a group was it? It was a family that went on a river cruise and someone had gotten hurt. And they were able to all – they. they course the trip had to get canceled because this family member maybe the patriarch or the matriarch of the family had gotten hurt but they flew the whole family home and they were it was refunded it was reimbursed and they were able to book a future cruise right yeah i mean it was a very unfortunate situation somebody had broken uh their foot uh it was a family of nine and um it was a very expensive trip because uh, it was about 18 days and um you know on day three uh, one of the members had broken their foot and they, they were advised to fly home to have surgery and the travel insurance arranged, um, you know, with me, <laughs> we arranged to fly them all home and get them home and reimbursed for the, you know, for the cost of flying home, the trip, trip interruption, which was the remainder of the trip. The majority of the trip was, um, you know, reimbursed to them so that they, uh, uh, you know, a hundred percent of the part of the trip that they missed was reimbursed to them. And, uh, you know, that's pretty important. That's why when you look at a policy that has what we call trip interruption coverage, they provide usually 125, 150% of the trip cost under the trip interruption plan, because it may cost you 150% to get home, you know, from that trip. So, um, and yes, we were able to turn around and plan yet another trip for them. 
Uh, so they were very pleased. That's a great example of why we advise people to have travel insurance. Yeah, and just to touch on it, because I, I know that everybody's going to go back and watch that full video, but it's not just to have trip insurance, it's have the proper trip insurance. Yeah, have the, the proper trip insurance. Yeah, those details matter. All that fine print uh, is significant. This is a big deal. This is a big investment. So, uh, and Michael, of course, can help you with that. Um, so, yeah, wow. Thank you so much. Um, you know, and we've got one question that just jumped in here. I'll touch on it real quick. Um, Marion's going, is Viking trip mate insurance a good one? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends really on what you're looking for in a policy. And that's something that we can help you determine whether or not it's the right policy for you. I mean, it is a, a, is a, a relatively standard policy. So it just depends on what coverages you're looking for. I think the best thing to do to find out if it's the right choice for you is to take a look at the reviews of the TripMate policy and see if it's something that you know others feel uh, was a good value for them. But I can tell you that the policy we offer, I think offers our clients the best value. And um, But we help them navigate because it's not always the right, that policy may not be the right choice for them. We help the guests determine whether or not you know, the TripMate policy is right for them or our policy or maybe even another policy. Um, that's something that it, is, it varies by guests and based on the needs of that guest, uh, the, the amount that they're spending, the, the amount of coverage that they need, those types of things. Wow. It's been a lot, but uh, we really appreciate all the kind words. We appreciate so many people watching us. This has been one of the most successful ones we've done in recent memory. Uh, and thank you for your energy and uh, enthusiasm and all your wonderful uh, answers today, Michael, and information for the group here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, so I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. And everybody else, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. And uh, I'll end it with you, Michael. Any final words? Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, one of the questions that we get a lot is um, what do I pay you for your services? And nobody, we never charge a fee for our services. So we don't ever charge a fee for any part of what we do. Uh, so there's, we don't get paid uh, by the guest. Uh, so um, there's never a fee for the services that we offer. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have a mis misunderstanding or, or a misconception that it's there's some kind of secret secret going on that it's costing them more in one way or the other. Right. And uh, it's, you know, I've, I've been in this industry for a long time and it's just not that not so. So I really highly recommend people use a travel agent. It doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, we've talked about this past some travel agents uh, and I've literally learned about this sitting next to them, you know, might charge a fee, but Michael does not at all. All his services are free. The, tra the, the travel, basically the cruise lines need the travel agents to uh, market the product to their customers and be that conduit to the product and uh, provide the, uh, services of above and beyond what they can do. They don't need, to, they would have to literally hire all these agents to have the customer service representatives that they have, but they have all these independent agents literally, and they provide the, uh, you know, amazing service. And, and Michael is literally one of the best in the entire world for that matter. And uh, so, yeah, this is your chance to work with him and he'd love to have your business. And I, it's not a sales pitch necessarily, but it's just a, I think just as me, and us telling the group members that are watching this, I think it's a great uh, opportunity to uh, get great service that costs you literally nothing. So, yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I see it every day. Like, it's like we see these folks posting on these groups and they're like, they're lost, you know, because they're just, you know, they don't have necessarily the, the support that they need. Every customer needs a certain level of support. I mean, sometimes you're an advanced you know, consumer with, with anything, right. You know, it could be dealing with a plumber, you know, and all the times you need your handheld a little bit more. So yeah, it's a, 
Michael can handle you no matter, you know, he can work with you no matter what level you're at. So, yeah. And we really appreciate the time, John. It's always, we, we enjoy doing these webcasts. So, yes, thank, thank you. And uh, Yvonne is saying thank you uh, to us for doing these webcasts. We really appreciate Yvonne. And uh, Joyce Wells is uh, checking in from New Orleans and she's sailing the Atlantic Passage November 17th. And uh, like I said before, this has been a really, really rewarding uh, live stream. And I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday. And thank you again, Michael, for everything. And until we see you again, folks, have a great Sunday and take care. Have a great Sunday. The proceeding was a presentation of Cruise Addicts.